I remember there was this like YouTube video, Lil Wayne, he was in the studio. He was like, you know, man, repetition is the father of learning. In the studio when he said that, I was like, damn. So if I just do it over and over, I would just get better. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the One More Time podcast. I'm Playback Ben here with my co-host. And here with the three, a.k.a. the Trap Jack Black. Trap Jack Black, who do we have in the hot seat today, my friend? Welcoming in on episode 89 of the One More Time podcast, one of the most legendary writers out of the South. It's a king remembered in time. Big Chris. <laughs> Crizzle. <laughs> yes. Yes. You're not supposed to like the roast. Yes. Damn it. Yes. <laughs> awesome. It's a good one. In all seriousness, we do have a super dope songwriter, one of the hardest rappers in the underground scene here in wow. Atlanta. We got Mikey Aristotle, a.k.a. Ooh. Michael Aristotle. Mikey. On all streaming platforms. Mm-hmm. You're one of those guys, man, where you have basically been just associated with so many different people that we know. Yeah. I mean, even the unreleased track that you sent us mm-hmm. happened to maybe have a couple guys that have sat in this seat absolutely as two well. past guests yeah so it was and and i didn't even know you had you know deep ties to either of them for oh. example Whew. so Definitely. exactly so it was just another example of like holy shit like this guy's everywhere i mean you've you know been associated with a client that i used to work with money making neek one of the nice. also one of the dopest rappers absolutely. that i've ever heard come out of atlanta mm-hmm. um so really really appreciate you coming on man i know yeah, you're a fan of the there. show too which is a beautiful thing that that means a lot to us so i saw a clip on twitter that you had retweeted of missy elliott Mm -hmm. misdemeanor elliott shouting you out specifically this was like a few years ago but then i did see you post like another picture with her Mm -hmm. so assumedly you've done some work with the queen missy elliott herself absolutely like what (laughs) what is the nature of your relationship with missy and by the way Uh even before you say that we did a female rapper draft she's my number one i'm pretty sure took her first overall so he's a fan yeah she's the queen she is yeah Yeah. um wow (laughs) i don't even know where to start she's like my mentor um you know we we work on a lot a lot of music lots of music together um, it's, it's so crazy, man. Um, we started working in 2018. Um, this goes back to like my first placement was a light skin Keisha placement. Uh, it was a treadmill. So shout out Keisha, shout out Keisha. And, um, I did a treadmill. I guess people started, you know, hearing about it. And, um, my old management, I used to be over at a uh, tree sound studios and, um, they knew, uh, Jeff Sledge was my, which is my manager now. And they were working on Missy's project. So he was. they were like, uh, yo, we got these, you know, these cool guys, you know, Michael Aristotle, Willie Hendricks, you know, see if you want to, you know, meet them and stuff. So Jeff Sledge, he comes to a show. I'm opening for Deontay Hitchcock. Chad Deontay. Yeah. Opening for him. Jeff comes through like he's like, man, this is crazy. Like your set was crazy. Who does the beats? Introducing Willie Hendricks. And then next thing you know, weeks later, we're working on, you know, Missy's project. So, wow. Yeah. Yeah. The, the songwriter world <laughs> is such a, like, I don't know, like, untapped for most people. They don't really understand it, me included, mm-hmm. right? So, like, how did it work, like, starting off, you know, mm-hmm. working on Missy's project? Like, like what does that yeah. actually mean? Like, what, what were you doing, and how did you approach it? Just ideas. You know, just ideas. You know, you don't, you don't write for 
you know, you write with, mm. you know, you just, you bounce back ideas and it was fun, you know, like, uh, cool off and throw it back. Those are the ones that came out, but we worked on a lot of music, like hundreds of songs and, and, you know, cool ideas. So it was really just about bouncing ideas off each other. Yeah. You know what I mean? And whatever comes out, you never know what's going to come out. You never know. You know, that's the thing that's about, that's funny to me about the songwriting world is, you guys could be so locked in on a record and you like, oh man, when this comes out, this is going to be like crazy. And then, you know, time goes by and it never comes out. Yeah. So, you know, you kind of just keep moving on to... to <laughs> I was actually thinking that sound effect yeah. in my head hearing that. It so. is, yeah, but you... Said. It's cool though because you get better and better, you yeah. know? And then eventually you guys become like family. You know, she's like family now. You know, I like she'll, you know, hit me up out of nowhere sometimes. It's crazy. I'm like, what the fuck? I'm on the phone. <laughs> you know, but so checking she, in on you, Mikey. What's yeah, good? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, like she's like my mentor for real, for real. We really had those, had those talks. And even with my own music, she even gets on me about like stuff like, hey, you know, you need to get out your comfort zone with this thing. Like sometimes I feel like you're in this mm. bubble with things. You need to do this with your voice, do that, like change this. Um, you don't have to be rapidly rap rap all the time. Mm. Sometimes one expression gets, you know, your whole, it summarizes everything you were trying to put in the 16 bars. So yeah, her telling me that it just made me better. Like she definitely made me better, you know, yeah. with my own music. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, cause you mentioned kind of stepping out of the comfort zone. If I were to summarize what made like her and obviously Timbaland so successful and mm -hmm. so unique was exactly that. I think I've heard yep. Timbaland talk about like they created almost in a bubble yep. where they didn't even no outside influence. know what the fuck was happening outside, right? Mm -hmm. And just completely took this like leap of faith into yep. weirdo land, right? Yeah. Kind of of just like who knows what the fuck we're making and yep. it sounds off kilter, right? We Very don't really accurate. know that this is gonna work, mm -hmm. but it felt good, right? And it, it felt like challenging and like daring almost. Mm -hmm. So is she kind of suggesting that like yes. you go into that yes. world that maybe she was in, you know, back when a lot of those, you know, early Missy records were coming out? Yeah, she was just like, she was always like, um, she was like, you know, when we were making these songs, like we were just trying to do different things. You know, we were trying to really push the envelope, but we didn't know we would push it like that far. Yeah. You know, we were just, we were just challenging each other. So one thing she said to me and Willie was challenge each other, push each other, you know? When one sees the other, like, going just as hard, like, you, you know, you you should want to reach that level. You guys should just be... It's con it's competitive. Yeah, yeah, yeah kind of competitive, in a sense. Friendly competition. Friendly, yeah, friendly competition, but, like, but, like, your best self, you know what I mean? Like, like try try your best, like, push each other, you know? Um, when when Willie's making a beat, like, he should be doing stuff that that should make you want to just like, you know, go in a different pocket. Mm. You know, you guys need each other in that sense. You know, you're not going to have this flow if the beat isn't like this, you know. And you, you're you not going to, uh, when you're doing like post-production, you're not going to add this in a beat if you don't hear this from, you know, what Mikey's doing. Shout so, out Willie yeah. Hendricks, too. I don't know if Shout we shouted him Hendrix. out, but yeah, for yeah. real. Love Willie. Yes, yeah, I mean, absolutely. for me, it's it's <clears throat> almost like someone's got to not accept mediocrity either. Right. Yeah. And, and just, and this is something yes. I talked to you about too, is like, even when, you know, we're working with artists, right. Is that like, okay, cool. You made the beat, you rapped on it. The yep. song sounds cool. Like, nah, no 
fuck that. No, that's not good enough. Like the chances that you're going to make the best version of this song, mm -hmm. the very first chance or very first try, I would guess are like slim to none. I, I, I once again have not had a platinum record. I don't have a number one. Mm -hmm. So take this with a fucking yes. grain of salt. But, <laughs> yeah. I, but, but I've spoken with a lot of people who do. Yes. Mm -hmm. And what I've taken away from them is those hit records, those songs that stand the test of time, mm -hmm. whether it's tons of post-production that went into it to make it something different than what it was originally. Mm -hmm. It's not just the first fucking version of what the song was. No, I go back and forth on that though, because I don't know. I go back and forth on that. There's I, a I lot of like, examples yeah, like of where it happens. Yeah. There's a lot of examples where the initial vibe, there was something different. There was something, think about mm -hmm. Sheck West when the beat literally cut off as he's recording his first take and he goes, Oh fuck shit. Bitch, mm -hmm. check. That song is still legendary to this day. So that like it's yeah. it's about recognizing like if the song does need you to go back in and maybe make something better. Yeah. Or it's if you feeling. really captured something, it's all about the feeling, right? Yeah, it's a feeling. It's yeah. a feeling. You'll know. You'll know. The feeling will it it will tell you everything. Yeah, yes. I think maybe it's the whole thing of like those are the exceptions, not the rule to yep. like songs that there are no reach rules. a certain level. Nope. Well, true. No rules. But but yeah, so so with Missy and mm -hmm. even you know, you mentioned Lights Can Keisha right before. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, how is it for you writing with women artists? Yeah. Um, you know, it's Do you have to shift perspective at all? Well, of course. I mean, I'm a dude. So. <laughs> yeah, okay. I'm, like, <laughs> I'm like, Jesus, Henry. Yeah. Where'd, nah. you, where'd you pull that question out of? <laughs> you have to switch. But nah, like. like it's nah. 2023, yeah. actually, you know? You know? It's fluid. Yeah, yeah, it's fluid. I'm very you progressive. Know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, th them, they. Yes. Yeah. Um, no. Yeah, like, actually, we didn't ask you your pronouns. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. Anyways, yeah. But, but so well. Yeah. But pronouns um, are tree, <laughs> tree, twig. <laughs> I, I identify as a tree. We are canceled after this. Yeah, yeah. But so, yes, what, what is the, you know, kind of process like mm -hmm. writing for, in, or I should, I should yeah, say with, with, with women, right? Um, yeah. And, it, you know, the craziest thing is like, it's my whole uh, songwriting discography is like women, you know? I probably, probably like uh, two with a... Uh, male singer but um or rapper but um yeah it's it's mostly women and it's been it's you know it's really been uh great because it just kind of like opens your mind to like you know like different you know different topics and and stuff you know different emotions like i what i do is um with the artists i talk to them um what's going on in your life what situation are you in are you in a relationship how are you feeling today so it's kind of like uh, learning their language, you know, learning like a like a woman's language for real, for real. So it's it's really been a I say awarding, you know, because I have a sister, so I'm able to you know talk to her and be more like like open with her and stuff like that. Like, hey, how are you? How are you feeling? You know, and I I don't know. It's it's so many ways to explain it, but I think it's so cool just being able to write with women. Um, every woman that I've written with, like, are they're extremely talented. Uh, their range is crazy. So then I learned stuff from them, you know, musically. You know, they could do things with their voice that, you know, you, I mean, you don't want to hear dudes like dudes. You know? <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, so. Tell me yeah, this. If, great. As a producer engineer, when I'm working with artists, if you've ever experienced, I like to think of it as like, <clears throat> almost like like you're an actor or something. I'll tell, I'll yes. tell them like you, you know. This person that we're writing this song for on this, mm -hmm. it's not even you. Yep. You're the artist, but like 
think like separate you from the character yeah. that we're kind of building in yes. this song and write from the perspective of the character. Yes. Is yes. that something that you've encountered? Yes. Um, it's like, uh, yeah, like acting. You know, I go in the booth. I'm like, hmm, well, I know this person's, uh, you know, their personality. How do I translate that into a song? How do I translate that into bars or like a, you know, a verse? Yeah. Um, I try to sound like them, you know? Yeah, yeah. And it's all, it's fun. Till you like ride around to like your you know references that you did. yeah you never show the references yeah, to the homies you, and you never yeah you never do that you never do because he's like shit yeah that's not the one I meant to play yeah it's it's funny because if you're you know you're chilling with all your homies and stuff and you're just playing music and you know one of like little idea references you do but you're talking in the perspective of like a woman. So they hear, you know, the dude he saying this. He want this pussy. Yeah. It's so... No. Jesus, Henry. Sorry. No, no. It's it's like that. It's hilarious, yeah. you know? Like, he want to... And, you know, dude's like, hey, man, what's going on, man? Yeah. Hey. Yeah, you know? just, just hearing you say it is super jarring, I'm, yeah. I'm sure. And it's, it's always funny because, like, even when you're in songwriting camps, and let's say uh, you guys are working on, like, a, like a female artist, <laughs> one by one... Like, you know, the the male songwriter is like going in the booth and he's he's talking like a woman as well. Yeah. So all of you guys are going in the booth, making all of these verses in the perspective of that artist, which happened to be a female at the time. Some, so pause, it's some pauses getting thrown out, maybe. <laughs> or I'm sure yeah, like your, crazy. your first one had to be like super weird, right? Oh, yeah. Because like at this weird. point, y- y'all are probably all there and you've done this a million times. Mm-hmm. So like maybe like holding back the laughter is like a lot easier. Yeah. But like first time you're probably like, you fucking what this guy just said. Yeah, you know, you just like, especially if you know your friends are in the, yeah. in the studio session, they just come by for a minute. Oh, they can't come. Yeah, nah, no. Nah. It's, yeah. <laughs> they I don't to get learn it. that. And I'm like, Sometimes I would have to warn, hey, guys, uh, yeah, I'm doing this for, like, a woman right I'm here. a professional. Yeah, yeah, so I have to be her for yeah. <laughs> this, this, you know, I'm this song. I'm going to maybe rap about pussy and yeah, yeah, about <laughs> wanting dick. Um, so- <laughs> I wonder, who wrote uh, the Minuteman song, I wonder, with uh, with Luda, right, and Tim- uh-huh. Timbaland? That would have been a fun one. Yeah, yeah, she, she wrote that for sure. I think sure. she wrote that one, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, you know. You've always had a way with words, at mm-hmm. least in another interview I saw. Like, this this isn't, like, something that came to you late. Like, do you feel like yeah. you've always kind of had, like, the gift of gab, if you will? So. Like, being able to talk and, like, put words together? I think so. Yeah. Not even being, like, uh, cocky, but no. I, I started uh, writing poems for, like, girls because, you know— what kid isn't into women at a, like, you know, what little boy isn't into, like, women at a very young age? Wait, I can impress them with my words. Yeah, yeah, and that's, and that's all Damn, I was passing do. notes, but they were poems. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Not I, just, like, hey. Yeah, passing, like, like poems. Hey, like, you know, would you, like, like read this and stuff? Roses are red, baby girl. <laughs> yeah, stuff like, you know, stuff like that, but mine's were so, like, I'm 12, but I'm, like, I have the, <laughs> my poems are so, like, grown. Yeah. <laughs> that the girls they didn't like, even oh know what they were God. reading at that <laughs> point. Metaphor. Metaphors, personification, he's yeah. going crazy. Yeah, I'm like, just going crazy. I got metaphors. Like, girls like, full Whoa. stanzas. <laughs> Whoa. You know, like make yeah. songs for girls, just different things. Yeah. So like how much of that mm-hmm. side of rap do you think can be developed? What you mean? Like so <clears throat> is you, natural versus yeah, na- it, almost the nature versus nurture yeah. argument, right? Like mm-hmm. how much of it is just like Mikey Aristotle can fucking put words together. Just mm-hmm. even if you didn't try, mm-hmm. that was just like what 
came natural to natural yeah. to you versus how much of it. And this is, you know, maybe just your experience working with tons of artists over the years being in the game. Do you see like, oh shit, like this guy kind of sucked back in the, <laughs> no, I'm just being sorry. Like this guy kind of sucked back in the day. He's kind of fire now. Mm-hmm. So clearly you saw it like able to be developed. Like yeah. how, how much do you think is natural versus like able to be, you know, developed? Oh, whew. you, um, like you said, like with the nurturing part, like you have to really keep doing it, you know? Um, now I'm, don't get me wrong. I was good, but I'm not like, like, you know, I think I'm fine now, but not back then. I, you know, I still had some work to do. So it just goes with like repetition. You know, I remember, uh, I remember there was this like YouTube video, Lil Wayne, he was in the studio and he was like, you know, man, <laughs> repetition is the father of learning. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great impression, by the way. And he was, you know, in the studio when he said that, I was like, damn. So if I just do it over and over, I'm I would learned. just get better. And I started getting better, you know. And I seen that when I was 14. Um, 14 or 15. Anyways, uh, I just, you know, over time, I just kept doing it, kept doing it. And then I started, you know, getting good with metaphors. Then I started uh, watching um, battle rap. My favorite battle rapper is Daylight. And he is like, the craziest with wordplay to me. So I was like, oh man, like, uh, he was like, lava, this flow hot, like this, you know? And I was like, oh, oh, floor, flow, like flow. Oh, oh shit. Yeah. I just came to. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, so, where's he going with this? <laughs> yeah, 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 lava, this flow hot. Uh, nah, 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 hot. Like, and I was like, oh my God, this is crazy. So I'm like, okay. I want somebody to react like that with me. Mm-hmm. So um, I started playing with words. You know, I said, um, there's this new one that's about to come out, I guess, when this when this comes out. But um, I was like, uh, this ain't a situation ship, but you could come on board. Like that, right? Like, yeah. Ship. Ship. Oh, uh, shit. Yeah, I like that. No, <laughs> I got better lines than that, but I just, that was just all And top. come, come. Come. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think that's what he was going for, Henry. Sex jokes, but um, yeah. But, like, but if someone isn't born with it and they just work their ass off, yeah. do you think they can meet the level yes. of someone that mm-hmm. is is maybe has it but doesn't work as hard? Yeah, just doing it over and over. Remember, yeah. repetition is the father of learning. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so like, what um, is the actual process though of leveling up when it comes to being mm-hmm. a, a good writer? And it, I guess. I kind of want to separate like the writing side because like rapping is such a like delivery art form as well. Mm -hmm. The words can be dope, but if you can't fucking say them in a cool way that's impactful, it doesn't really matter how good the bars are. Just be honest. You just got to study. Studying. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I don't mean like, uh, oh, you know, like writing, (laughs) you know, like studying as in just sitting and like watching stuff sometimes getting inspired, you know, even when, um, you have writer's block. It's cool to just watch stuff, watch uh, documentaries. Like for the hundredth time now, I'm watching um, the Defiant Ones. Mm-hmm. You know, Dr. Dre, Jimmy Iovine. Mm-hmm. My amazing. my alarm yep. is is literally the clip mm-hmm. from the Defiant Ones of of you know, fear. Fear is a powerful thing. <laughs> it's got some real firepower, and and, and that's the intro yeah, of amazing. All in a Day's Work off of Dre's album with Anderson yep. Pac. Mm-hmm. And that clip from the from the Defiant Ones. 
is just like a legendary Jimmy Iovine quote. Yes. And yes. like the whole like horses, you know, with the blinders. Oh, uh, that's shit. my favorite. That shit gets part. me fired yeah. the fuck up. <laughs> that's my favorite. Borderline part. more than Diddy <laughs> being like, what can't I do? And like, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. You know what I mean? He's like, you just go. Go, go, yeah. Go and then yeah. hit 50 Cent. I know. Comes on. Go, I'm like, oh, go, yeah. Yes. yes. I'm about to watch that tonight. Yeah, it's it's amazing. It's so Have you yeah. actually think watched it a hundred times? Like it was, yes, was that hundred times. Yeah. Hundred times. Yeah. Wow. Today, uh, I watched it this morning for the hundredth. <laughs> For The hundredth. The hundredth anniversary. Morning was one hundred. Watching the defiant. The hundredth. Yeah. yeah. Wow. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So, so just outside of even the music, like mm-hmm. just. Any anything can yeah. can influence the writing then. Yes, anything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, going out to a bar, you know, like uh, I go to Colony Square in Midtown a lot, just to chill, just get a vibe. I like the ceilings, like you know, I'm weird like that. Like I like the aesthetic of the place. I get a, I order like a Paloma, <laughs> you know, tequila, whatever. Yeah, and I just chill, you know. Sometimes like I just I look around and I'm seeing people go about their day. People are having uh, conversations. And I don't know, like little things like that will make you just think about, you know, certain situations in your life or, you know, you might be reminiscing at a certain time and it might inspire some lines for you, you know. So life is life inspires me, Uh, not just documentaries, uh, listening to different albums, but going outside. Yeah. Yeah. But how much of it is because, you know, I'm going to be honest, for me, getting into the interview game, right, like I... I was already interested in watching and listening to Mm -hmm. interviews, right? Mm -hmm. So the likes of No Jumper or Joe Rogan or whoever, right, is conducting interviews. That was already like an interest of mine. But then I did catch myself of like, oh shit, like I am getting better as I listen to how they navigate conversations, how they weave into questions and keep it organic, but yet they've clearly prepared some stuff that they want to get to, you know what Mm -hmm. I mean? So it's like, to me, how much of it is you actually listening to and like studying the rapper side of it? Yeah. Uh, like the music. Is that that important for you? Because for me, mm-hmm. seeing people interview yeah. to then become a good interviewer, mm-hmm. that was borderline like for sure what's leveled me up. Like like being intentional. Like actually seeing mean. people yeah. do what I do. Yeah. You know, versus you, you go to a bar, no one's out there. <laughs> dropping 16s in the bar, right? Yeah, I'm leaving if that happens. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. But, you know, for you, how much of it is, like, studying from a, mm-hmm. like, rapper perspective and, like, songwriter perspective? Yeah. Um, I would say... Less than... Than I would have thought. The amount of organic. Less like, than, less than, you know? Yeah. I I don't know. I can't really put a, like time limit sure, on sure. it i can't put um but it's not like an days. overwhelming majority no, whereas for not. me yeah. that's like the main thing that's leveled yeah. me up but but it works for different people you know sure yeah it works for for different people like if i do that like if i like i'm gonna overthink a lot of things you know mm-hmm. so i feel like uh it's just a different process for me you know yeah. it's, it's like an overtime type of thing yeah and yeah. i do catch myself you know the whole blinders thing, right? Is yeah. like you you can't really look at like what is No Jumper doing with mm-hmm. their interviews and what is Joe Rogan mm-hmm. doing with his, mm-hmm. even though it's tempting because they're at a different level than like, you know, where mm-hmm. we're at currently. Mm-hmm. But 
to your point, maybe it is just almost like, all right, you know you can do this. Yeah. Just fucking do it. Yeah, just do and it. do it a bunch and do it better and better and better each yeah. time. Just you know, starting. I think, I think earlier on is mm-hmm. when you're kind of looking at other people, like someone that just picked up an instrument, they're yeah. playing covers and stuff first, yeah. and you're kind of comparing. And then I think you reach a level where you do get the confidence mm-hmm. and you do get the ability to kind of just be in your own lane and yep. put the blinders on later, yep. right? I think it kind of shifts maybe over the career. Yeah, it does. Like like you said, because you know, you're just starting, so you really want to know how to do this. Yeah, the technical yeah. part of it. Like, you know, if I'm learning how to make beats, I got to watch you know, someone on YouTube make a beat and like understand the process of it. Yep. And then, you know, but eventually when you get in your flow, then you can kind of maybe yeah, maybe look for sure. straighter. So I heard you say Biggie Smalls was your favorite rapper in another interview. Mm-hmm. Is that still the yeah. gospel today? Yeah. Biggie is the the number one. Biggie is what, number one. What, oh, what oh. is it about? Like, obviously we all know him and know what we love about him, but like for you specifically, what what's it about Biggie? Um, He was just like, unapologetically himself. Uh, you know, just, he he put a lot of his uh, insecurities, yeah, you, you know, he rapped like gangster shit time to time, but a lot of, you know, a lot of records he did put a lot of like honesty and um, uh, just truth to who he was. All his insecurities, you know, flaws and everything, he put that. So early on as a kid, um, not only that, but his raps used to scare the shit out of me, you know? <laughs> yeah. And you know, when you're when you're a kid and certain things like scare you, you kind of still like- You, you still, remember like, it. Yeah, you remember it. It sticks with you. So I remember Ready to Die, like scaring the living shit out of me. Oh yeah. So and then, yeah. And then remembering every word. So imagine a 12 year old on your street knowing every word to the whole Ready to Die, you know? That would um, scare me. Yeah, scared the you know so the twelve year old yeah the the interludes like man you know it was crazy and just his ability to flow over beats was so cool like he was just the coolest nigga to me you know like I still to this day I listen to his stuff like one of my favorite uh, songs by him is um <clears throat> the uh, it is Big Papa for sure. But the remix of Big Papa, the one that uh, Jermaine Dupri did. Mm. So the So So Def remix to Big Papa, when he switches up the uh, third verse, like his flow on that. And I was like, man, I can see everything he's saying. When he describes a car, he'll tell you about the interior. He'll tell you about the color of the, you know, the the Land Cruiser that he's in. You know, he'll he'll tell you all of these stories and you can see everything he's saying word for word. Like it's like a movie. Oh, you know, so yeah, it, I mean, even like the me. scary shit that you were kind of mentioning, mm-hmm. like people knocking at the door yeah. with like guns and yeah. shit like you literally could feel that you can mm-hmm. like as if someone's at your fucking door and like yeah. red beam on you red and beam. like, <laughs> holy shit, yeah. you know, like, Crazy. yeah, I feel like he'd be in way more goat conversations if mm-hmm. he had a bigger discography, you know? Yeah, but it's. But a testament to why he's so great is the fact that he doesn't even have a bigger discography. And he's still, that, and he's still, still in the conversation. He's still in the com- you know, he's still like... But is that kind yeah. of a crutch? I don't know. Some people would argue mm-hmm. that like he didn't have time like to, get, to get lame, mm-hmm. you know, and peter out, you know, and make yeah. like like Eminem. A lot of people say like his later shit is kind of garbage. He fell off. That's yeah. an interesting what if he, argument. What if he if died, Eminem, what if, if he died after a relapse or something? Like 2009? Like... I don't know. You know what I mean? It's it's just, you know, it's a thought. It's a sad yeah, I mean, thought, it's a, but... 
it's you know me personally, I don't think Biggie would have made like a lot more albums though. I think he would have been mm. like an executive. Mm-hmm. You know, he was already um, Lil Kim was already while he was alive. Lil Kim was already going crazy. You know, even Junior Mafia was you know going crazy. So I think he would have he would have been at the head of like not only his own stuff, but he probably would have partnered executive at at, um, at Bad Boy. Yeah, you know, I could have seen that. Yeah, you know, it's like his ear is crazy too. So yeah, um, I don't care that he doesn't have a bigger discography. I don't give a fuck. Selfishly, you I, must want more Biggie music, though. At least, of course, yeah, of course, <laughs> of course. Yeah. You know, I would have loved to hear like Biggie like rapping on like a Metro Boomin. Yeah, <laughs> holy <you> shit, crazy. <laughs> you know, on YouTube, there's like a uh, somebody took some Biggie uh, vocals and they put it over "Wicked," which All is my right. favorite future uh, favorite future song. Mm-hmm. Favorite Metro beat. And I was like, man, even like his flow in the 90s is still going crazy over Works. Wicked. Yeah. You know, like, I don't know. I just, I'm always amazed at his rap still to this day. You know, the the aggressiveness in his voice, like his tone. Um, it's believable. Yeah, it's so believable. Like, you know, he could he could steal your girl. Yeah. He could slap the shit out of you. Yeah. Probably shoot you. But, <laughs> but... <laughs> But you could also probably go out and get a meal with him. Yeah, yeah. but you could go out and you're gonna laugh. Yeah, right? you know he could do a lot of a lot, a lot of things. You know, but yeah. So that's my my ramble on. Yeah, Biggie. no, I, yeah. I I love him too, man. Mm-hmm. He's he's the goat for sure. So, like, how good does it feel when you put like pen to paper or mm-hmm. you know fucking iPhone notes, however it is that you get your like thoughts out, right? Or even mm-hmm. just straight in the booth, whatever. How good does it feel when you're like when you got like a bar? It's just like, you know, that's just like an undeniable bar, metaphors on point, man. you know, or a 16, whatever. Like how, what's that feeling? I've never had it, right? Like, what's it was, that feeling like? It's like sex, man. <laughs> oh, it's like sex, you know, it's. It's gotta be. I'm just like thinking about it. Like, man. It's crazy. Like our, like me, I'm so, I'm, I'm so happy that there's no hidden cameras around when I'm writing um, you know, in my notepad and stuff like that. Um, all my friends, please don't put hidden, you know, don't yeah. prank me now because you're hearing this now. Yeah. But as I'm writing, I'll get to a bar and then I'll just like, oh shit. And I'll just like throw my phone, get up. I am the best. <laughs> I am the greatest. You know? And then it's like, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. And then just back to it, it just feels amazing. This- that's the best answer because I was like, really "That's what I think I would do." Mm-hmm. And I then, and then you get in like a flow when you get in, you get into a rhythm where you're just bar after bar after yep. bar. Yep. That, it's like a streak of that. Crazy. You just. I, I'm gonna show you something. Um, I'm gonna just I'm gonna just scroll it. For Let's you. get it. Yeah. Exclusives. Um, yeah. This is my notepad, and they're nothing but rhymes. It's just right. That's just all rhymes. All rhymes. Wow. Sheesh. You know, it goes all the way. Give, give us a little four. Pick how, one at random and give us a little four bar. How do you? Mm. How do you like navigate that? That you seems know, like almost like database overload. You know, of like it's abstract. That's like the producers that have like hundreds and thousands of beats. It's like how do you even remember Ooh. like where the one is that you need at the time? You know, for me, well, thanks to. Uh, Shout out to Steve Jobs. Oh, you're just you're just searching it up. You're like, I remember this. I had this bar about like, yeah, this is crazy. About like a Lambo truck, and you know, right, right. Um, give us four bars from one of them at random. Four bars, yeah, yeah, just random four. Yeah, 
Let's see. Let's see. Let's no see. vetting. Just pick one. Random four. Yeah. Let's say, got a lot of bombs. I've been dropping away. I've been going hard since the top of the day. I don't want to be on a relationship. I'm better left alone at the dock of the bay. Shorty want to go inside my pocket and play. Spend it on a dinner, get some lobster and steak. I was busy throwing all my hobbies away. Put my heart inside a box, then I lock it away. Yeah. Fire. My heart inside a box. You know it. That's And dope. this right here, this is, uh, I got this note called like new, new raps, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. And I, what I do is, like if I'm just driving and um, a line just comes to my head, I'm like, oh shit, I need to write that. By the way, that's yeah. been a theme on the podcast. Being in a car is, why is hella inspiring. Why is people. driving? People love riding in cars. Mm-hmm. God, it's in yeah. Atlanta Which seems too, dangerous. Just, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Don't don't ride and drive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but yeah. Uh, maybe a voice note. Yeah, yeah. I wrote two both. days ago in my car. Yeah, yeah. wow. Mm-hmm. So you know, speaking of favorite rappers, like one of my favorite rappers is still J Cole to this day, mm-hmm. and I rewatched the Revenge documentary. Yep. About the whole Revenge of the Dreamers three sessions here in Atlanta. Were you there? So yes. yeah, yeah. So you were there, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So like we've Maybe had the fourth or we've fifth. had like several people on here. Oh yeah, seen. Paint us their picture of what it is that was going on. Yeah. Like what was your experience like from the Michael Aristotle lens? How would you describe the ROTD three sessions here in wow. Atlanta? Um, unfucking believable. <laughs> so my. My situation is kind of kind of unique in a sense because I was living there at Tree Sound. You know, living. You were already yeah. previously. I was living there. No, like living, living, living like there, sleeping, yeah, showering, showering. Yeah. shitting. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah you know. Okay, okay. I'm not, I'm not backed up here. <laughs> so but, they just um, kind of like invaded your, you know, home at that point. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. J. Cole, right? J. Cole took over your house. All of my favorite, all of my favorite rappers came to my house. You know? yeah. <laughs> just, Why are the Milwaukee Bucks in my living room? Yeah, yeah Giannis, what's, what's going on? Donuts. Yeah. Oh shit. You know, they, yeah. Uh, so because your manager at at the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, so my management at the time they were there. They that was their studio at the moment. Yeah. And um, me and Willie, we had a, uh, we was working on like Missy's project, but we ended up having to move into the studio because we were at the studio so much. We, you know, kind of wasn't showing up for work, you know? <laughs> so we had to kind of like leave uh, the the apartments we were in, you know, voluntarily evicted. <laughs> Let the record show, the record show. The all right. first ever voluntary eviction. Okay. They didn't kick us out. We kicked ourselves out, all right? Okay. We do not want to pay rent when we are not here no, ever. Uh, no, we are not here. So we're going to do you guys a favor, yeah. and we are leaving, all right? This is okay. too much for us. Okay. We are gone. Okay. So we left We left the apartments. Wow. And um, we moved into to Tree Sound. And, you know, we had, like, these separate spaces. So, and, so you know, sometimes I crash on, like, the couches in the studio. Except when which the there's, rappers, like, you know. Which there's million, tons of yeah. comfy-ass couches in Tree Sound. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Um, so, I'd, yeah. I'd love to sleep in Tree Sound, by the way. Yeah. Oh. Sounds like a fireplace to just, like, camp out. Yeah. First. <laughs> it, yeah. No, it's, it's pretty cool, you know. It, it does get weird, though, like, when there's, like, because there's not, like, a lot of. Uh, there's no windows. Windows. Yeah. yeah. So, sometimes it'll be very trippy when you. You that know, you're scares recording, me. And then you yeah. walk outside and, and it's, it's nighttime. Yeah. But then you go back in for a minute, you lose 
track of time and you come out in sunlight. But that's yeah. that's very yeah. intentional on their part, though, by the way. Yeah, just state Just in. studios it's, in general. It's Yeah, for sure. That's and, why I'm creeped out by studios. And casino, and casinos is the same way. That's it's why like, even here. Oh, don't yeah, worry about casinos, what's going on out yeah. there. Focus <laughs> on focus. this shit right here. Money. <laughs> that's why even here, I immediately go and open the one blind that I can find in this studio. Because yeah. it's like, I need <laughs> to fucking one. know what the relative time is right yeah. now. Yeah. What's happening in the world. Nah, nah. You just focus on Mikey Aristotle, man. Man, it it was crazy, you know? And then one of those nights, it was a Friday night. um, 21 Savage was recording uh, upstairs. In your room. You know. (laughs) (laughs) In my room. Yeah. (laughs) I had to leave. Yeah. Because 21 was there. Yeah. But no, I'm in one of the the studio rooms, um, you know, working on some stuff. And then uh, uh, my, one of the guys from my management, you know, which was my mentor at the time too. He came up. He was like, "Yo, want to introduce you to somebody?" I was like, "All right, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cole, um, he's coming in. Cole, yeah, J. Cole. I've heard, heard of him. I've heard of him. Yeah. <laughs> the fuck. Yeah. You know, if I had like the beat, like the beep, the fuck. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So he uh, introduced me to Cole, and uh, you know, he, Cole was great. So the story is, he was hearing the beat for a lot that night. Mm. So you remember in the verse when he says, man, I just came back from Atlanta. Yeah. I done, right before he raps her, right? Yeah. So I met him before he got in the car on the way oh. to, to North Carolina to write the verse. Wow. Yeah, so I, write, I met him right there and uh, he was like, um, he was talking to the guy and then, you know, the guy was like, uh, uh, yo, you know, if you got, if Dreamville ever wants to come record here, you know, you guys can. And then Cole was like, oh shit, Revenge of the, Dream- I got Revenge this of idea. the Dreamers, you know? <laughs> yeah. Revenge of the, because, you know, Cole was already good good with Tree Sound. Like, yeah. He was already, you know, he made a lot of stuff in there, too. So he was yeah, Well, like, yeah, yeah, he was saying in the documentary, they would just let him come record. Yeah, yeah. Because of, like, how much, I mean, mm-hmm. who wouldn't it's just let... Jermaine Cole. Yeah. Yeah, fact. But I'm just saying, but they did just, like, take a complete, like, mm-hmm. they were just like, yeah, sure, come yeah, on. Yeah, like, he said it on the spot. He was like, man, I could do Revenge of the Dreamers, like, here. Yeah. And then, um... And, you know, I'm thinking, um, oh, shit, that would be cool. Dreamville up in here? That's what's up, you know? And then uh, after that, they they talk. They, you know, and I go to the room like, fuck, I just met Jake. Oh, this is crazy. What the fuck? And then we get the uh, the word that they're doing, the you know, the Dreamville sessions in two we weeks. Had, oh, I was going to say, how much time yeah. was it? Okay, so it was two, like two weeks. weeks. Yeah, yeah. So they came. So he was down January. there, mm-hmm. goes back up to Carolina, yep. records a lot, yeah, verse, December. assumedly, right? Mm-hmm. And then... Two weeks later, basically, is back down yep. curating the, the yeah the sessions. The, yeah, the I sessions. think it was like January. I think everybody came January sixth. That's what blew yeah. my mind is the spur of the spontaneity. The spontaneity. That's it. The spontaneity yeah. of the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. Because when you looked at it, right, you would have thought this was like months and months and months no. in the works. No. Yeah. These golden tickets were like planned out. No. Bro, they didn't start posting that shit yeah. until everyone was already there. Yeah, I was right there. Yeah, like everyone was already back in yeah. Atlanta. The things were back. already started. It was already starting. Yep. And then Eve and Cole were like, yo, what if we did this like golden ticket idea? Mm-hmm. And then they just blasted the fucking internet and saw it going like that was stupid. Day by day in there was insane. The first day was just everybody just pulling up. Just, you know, getting cool. Yeah, and probably just um, the Dreamville people, yeah, majority, Dreamville. and, like, mm-hmm. maybe the few yep. very close, like, homies or Close whatever, people. Yeah. Like, I remember, you know, when, once I seen Eve come in, in the in the cave, which is, you know, the rehearsal room. Yeah. Once I seen Eve come in, I was like, oh, this shit is real. And then, you know, I think Boss came in there. 
Uh-oh. Ooh, Boss would have been a good roast. I thought you guys were going to say, yo, Ooh, Boss would have been a yeah. great Damn. roast. <laughs> way better than Crit, bro. Not way better, yeah. but better. But so it, yeah, you guys. Uh, <laughs> we missed one there. Legendary roast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right, should we start over? <laughs> Welcome again on episode 89 of the One More Time Podcast. Legendary recording artist, Boss. <laughs> Straight from Dreamville. Yeah, um, man. Yeah. Yeah, so so like the, the like the immediate crew's there. Yep. And then like how does it unfold, right? So after that first day, I'm just thinking, you know, it's just gonna be the crew. Cause of course, you know, they I was there when he said uh, you know, just Dreamville recording. But, you know, you kind of forget that this is Atlanta. So <laughs> once that word gets out, then everybody's connected. Yeah. So um I remember Jig coming in, you know, and I seen him, you know, we did a um we did a song, Vices. Was that before he was with uh Yep, it was, it was right yeah, before, right? Before, yeah. Right before. Yeah. Right before. They saw him in yeah. the studio, like, all right, we gotta lock this guy down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like it was it was right before uh Jid had went to Dreamville. I guess he was already cool with them and stuff yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. But uh, it was right before he got announced and we did that song, Vices. Which, you know, meeting him, that was a, like, I met him through Grip's manager, Tig, you know, you know, My boy. shout out Tig, shout out Tig, know, man. Shout out Tig great guy, um, which that's a, that's a whole nother story, legendary story. But um, yeah, yeah. So I start looking on IG and then I see people getting invited and stuff like that. I'm like, oh shit, he's coming. Oh, he's coming. And you know, I live, like, I'm living there at the time. So I'm like, oh man, like all of my favorite rappers are about to come to, to the crib. <laughs> to the crib. <laughs> wow. You know, like, wow. I remember we was all like, it's it, there, man, there's no way to describe how insane it is. Like, picture you're getting food in the kitchen, right? And as you're picking up, you know, food and stuff, like, Wale is yeah. like right. It's just in line behind you, you yeah, for the food. Y'all, you guys are in line together to get some food. Like, <laughs> I remember um, you guys always talk about like how, uh, you know, the bucks were in there, yeah, how yeah. random it was. Yeah. I got the, the funniest story I've been waiting to tell you guys. Yes. I'm like in the, the rehearsal, like in the cave. Yeah. Right. So we're all there, me and uh, Willie and the rest of the guys. And we're all talking and, you know, Willie was like, yo, you know, some crazy shit who I seen. And I'm thinking like, who else could you have seen in there? Everybody's here. He was like, man, Chris Bosch was in here. <laughs> right. Yeah. So I'm like, Chris Bosch. Get the fuck out of here, Chris Bosh. Right, so, Georgia, Georgia Tech's finest. Yeah, right. So Willie goes, no man, I'm telling you, man, Chris Bosh was here. He was playing beats. Yeah, I was like, man, Chris Bosh do not make beats, man. He the guy that hits all the mid range shots. I don't think. Yeah, so. like Chris Bosh is not in the locker room making beats, and you know, what I mean? I'm like, he's not making beats, right? Kid you not. Right when I say that shit, it's like I'm right here. Willie's like, like, probably like past that chair, and he's telling me all this. I'm like, man, you fucking lying, you know. And we just seen Akon in there too, like, with sure, you know, why, why not? Of course, you know, seen Toop, Toop, and everything. So I'm just kind of, I'm still like, man, Chris Bosch was not in here playing beats, bro. <laughs> <laughs> right? Kid you not. Like, it had to be two seconds. Fucking Chris Bosch walks between us. To the towards a studio room, and he has a backpack with the beat machine. No, you got an NPC or some shit. Yeah, I think it's, it's, it's like hanging out in the like zipper. You know, <laughs> I was like, I kid, like I was like, he ain't making beats, right? He just walks past, Damn. and I just look up, and as he's walking, I'm like, that's Chris Bosh. He's making beats. <laughs> 
Yo. He has the beat machine like on his, in his backpack and he's walking like he he looks like he's on a mission. He like he looked like like, like in his yo. full producer bag. Like he knows what he's doing. Yeah, like he looks like a 10-year producer like <laughs> veteran. I'm getting a placement today. <laughs> like it was it was amazing. And as I'm looking like and then I look at Willie, he's like, told you. Wow. That's incredible. Prod by Chris like, Bosch. <laughs> Shout out to Chris Bosch. I wonder what his producer name is. Is, is it just Chris Bosch? Bosch Beats. Is it? No, I don't know. Oh, okay. I, I was that's like, hard one, I don't know. Man. That's kind of cool. Alliteration is yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. So, that's, that's great. Man, it's so many, so many stories. Yeah. Man. No, for yeah. sure. I mean, Crazy. I just thought it was interesting, and I don't know what your perspective was, but mm-hmm. like, what, was it pretty dog eat dog? Meaning, like, everyone was kind of fighting for. You kind of fit in where you get in, you know, like just in the documentary, in the documentary, they painted it very much like Mm -hmm. Buddy, for example. Oh, man. He probably hopped on like hundreds of songs everywhere. He just was like he pretty much like pine or like commandeered like the shit. He was like, all right, we're here. I'm going to every single room. Yeah. I'm laying a verse down in every single fucking room and Mm -hmm. you're not going to fucking tell me I'm not. This is what I'm doing. That could have been the mentality. and, and, And like some producers were like, I'm fucking. Get yep. my beats heard. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm fucking getting a placement. Yep. Chris Bosch is heading straight to get a placement. Oh, he's getting a placement <laughs> yeah. today. Yeah, you know what I mean? So, yeah. but, but like you, obviously, I, I know you were there, you know, in a whole other weird reason because yeah, it was like your weird. home. But like, yeah. but in general, like, did you witness that kind of like, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, competition and like people kinda. trying to like one up each other and like be yeah. in every place they could and you know what I mean? Definitely. But it was just more so, it was more so friendly, you yeah. know, because everybody there was either friends or about to become friends from those sessions. Yeah. Like, I remember I was in, uh, I went into the room, Jid was working on something, Deontay was in there, Reason was in there. And um, I remember Deontay was like, yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I want to get on that one, right? So he's like, where? And then I think they go to another beat. Deontay was like, yeah, load that up. I'm about to record that, right? And then Jay was like, it was like, damn it, try to get on every beat, right? <laughs> and Deontay was like, man, I gotta, I gotta do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I gotta go hard. But um, yeah, just seeing everybody, man, it was more so like like friendly. You know, everybody was like, man, I wanna, I gotta get, you know, a beat here. Everybody was uh setting up in so many different rooms. People were setting up in the hallway. Yeah, you know? just fold out tables. Yeah, whole fold random. out. I seen craziest setups in my life in that in that yeah. studio in the studio there yeah. was set up there was a studio in the studio yeah you know you so, gotta be respectful but you yeah. can't just be passive no yeah. and me for sure and like um well yeah how did you handle it i i was one of those guys who unfortunately like i didn't really know where i fit yeah you know in mm-hmm. it so and i didn't want to intrude so like, cause I didn't know too too many people like that close and stuff. I knew of everybody. Sure, but I but I didn't want to like bombard and be one of those like those you know dudes that nobody knows and, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But I could have pushed harder. But craziest craziest situation. So we had a setup on the side room, and this is like the day before the last day. So now they pretty much got the whole album. Everybody's just working on stuff now. Yeah. People just making music, right? So me and Willie were like. Well, shit, man. All these rappers are in here. Shit. Like, we could get features on stuff. We could work with everybody, you know? So as we're making songs, um, I do I put down an idea and I'm like, man, I wanna get Buddy on this, like on this hook. Get Buddy, he does the hook. Um, Saba, you know, yeah. he mm-hmm. does a verse. So I have a song, like an unreleased record that has, you know, Saba on it and uh Deontay on it and Buddy on the hook. 
Yeah. Um, which is awesome. It was crazy song. Um, and then I got a song with Swiss Beats. <laughs> Wild. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. Crazy. Like, Swiss just came into the room. He seen us working. He was like, man, pull that beat up. And I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> Yo, Swiss Beats is about to get on this. And Swiss Beats does a whole verse. And he leaves the room. He was like, all right, y'all know what to do with that. All right, peace. <laughs> right. He gets out. I'm like, I have a fucking song with Swiss Beats, man. <laughs> you know, it was it was crazy, you know. And then meeting Cole, um, man, yeah. amazing. Uh, that, that dude is so cool because he's just himself. Yeah, he was in there in just gym shorts, like right. like athletic wear. Right, you know, he looked like he was gonna go hooping, but he was <clears throat> recording, you know, and he was amazing, cool with cool, just walking around, going to every room. Did I you see? Him, yeah. Did you see what he just did with the tight beat producer? Yeah, crazy, amazing. Right? What a yeah. guy, man! Yeah, like amazing, and everybody could do that. Every like but every, every big, big rapper, but every big rapper could do that. They can do and that, change someone's you know? life, change somebody's life. He's the easiest thing they could ever do, literally. Yeah. They just have to do what they already do, and that's rap. Yeah, yeah. what's cool? And just that? send the song to the fucking internet <clears throat> YouTube producer that yeah. they found the beat from. It was. It's just. It's just all about showing love, you know. Like even um, who's giving you awareness by making tight beats. Yeah, tight yeah. beats already if, helping if you. If your tight beat has, you know, let's even mm-hmm. give it on the smallest spectrum a thousand views. That has your name a thousand times. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and if you pick Amazing. one that has a million views, fucking, you know, borderline, you're getting. Uh, I don't know, man. It, it it was crazy, man. Like just being in a room with with Cole too. Like I seen uh like T minus in the hallway, and I was like, I told T minus. I'm like, yo, man, you one of my favorite producers ever, man. Like, man, this song, I, man, this song shaped a lot of you know beats that I love around that era and everything. And then he was like, yo, come with me real quick. We we in the room. It's me, T minus. I think uh, Reese Lafleur. He was mm-hmm. in there for a second, and then Cole just walks in. And um, you know, I've, I've of course you know met him weeks before when the idea yeah, came. Yeah. He remembered me from that moment. So as I'm sitting there, um, like he sits on the couch, and they close the the room because they finna mix Middle Child, which mm. is yeah. So Probably, I I don't yeah. know. Five platinum, five oh times platinum. I don't know, like how many. Crazy, you know. I so I'm hearing Middle Child for the first time, and that's one of my favorite T minus beats ever. It's the like, best beat what? ever. And as I'm hearing it, I'm like, Cole is about to go fucking dummy out here. Because <laughs> think about it, we know Cole going crazy on the, on the boom babs, and yeah, he'll get on like stuff like those, but they might be features and stuff, right? So when you're hearing Middle Child and you're hearing them horns and you're hearing them drum patterns. It's regal, royal, I'm the king of this shit. I lost my shit. Yeah, bro. I (laughs) I lost my shit. It's easily one of my most played songs on Spotify. Has to be. Has to be. I lost my entire shit. Yeah. (laughs) You just hear the horns first. Yeah, I can't. Ryan. I can't imagine listening oh, to that man. in the same room in as the J. Same Cole room, and T minus. Cole is right here. I can't even. <laughs> I can't even imagine that, bro. Like you, man, dog. <laughs> I still can't believe it. Like, yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm remembering the moment right now. Like picture, like you're. You're right here. You know, I'm sitting right here. You know, engineers right there. Eve is right there in the corner. Cole is right here. Um, I think Baby Rose came in. Uh, she was on uh, the other end of the, the couch. Um, another dude right here by the mixing board. And Middle Child comes on and it's just, the fucking speakers are just blasting and shit. And the fucking drums is hitting you. And you're sitting right next to Cole. 
and this is his his single that's about to drop. Yeah. And you're like, yo, this is the craziest moment in my entire life right now. I'm thinking, you know, like I thought working alone, like working with Missy alone was amazing too. And then next thing you know, you know, like Cole is right there mixing his record that's about to drop. And it and it was amazing. He he looked up and he's like, man, what you think about that? Nigga, what do I think about that? Like, do you think I he's swear. genuinely a curious? No, he's genuine. Yeah. Or he's does he guy, know? Like, yeah, he's genuinely like. Wow. He's, he wants he's, to know yeah. people, what people think. For but sure. it's also person. like, bruh, you don't have to ask. <laughs> this is the most fired shit I've heard <laughs> all in my life. Ever. Like, yeah. like, like. It's in your head. You're like, dude, don't fucking ask me that. This yeah. is amazing. <laughs> like, this is how, what do I feel about this song? Yeah, this is amazing. Like, so yeah, yeah, that that's great, cool. man. So you yourself mm-hmm. have finished mm-hmm. an album coming out soon. Yep. This actually is about to drop like very soon. Yes, yeah, episode. Very soon. No, this episode oh. is dropping like this week. Awesome. When is the project dropping? Uh, this do we quarter? have a date? This quarter. Okay. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So it won't be out yet. Mm-hmm. But it's called DeKalb. You've already announced oh, that. Yep. For those that aren't familiar, DeKalb County Shout out DeKalb. is a county in Atlanta on the east side. Yep. That we happen so, to be in right now. That we happen to be in right now. That's so where I'm right. born and raised as well. Woo-hoo. So how would you characterize the sides of Atlanta? Like This side of Atlanta? Just, or just, the sides? Do you have like stereotypes as far as like east side? You know what I mean? Like So I used to have this joke that the south side didn't have anything but like wing spots and gas stations and stuff. <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah. Okay. That, We're trending um, in the right direction. On the west side, there was this stereotype that people from the west side can't dress. But I've seen a lot of cool people from the west side. Mm. But I feel like personally, and then uh, we could go to the, the north side, which is funny. We just had the that, north, uh, north the, the north versus the north in the north. You know, <laughs> like the north, like Gwinnett. <laughs> yeah, the north. North versus the north yeah, in the side, north. You know, the like north Dunwoody, Sandy, Sandy Springs. Springs. You know, shout out to uh, Sandy Springs. Yeah, what up, y'all? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, no one's um, ever, no one's ever shouted yeah, out. No Sandy one's ever Springs. shouted out. And it's a it's an amazing place. You know, yeah. I dropped out of school out there, man. Wow, yeah, yeah. Nice. I dropped out of uh, art institute in Sandy Springs, so that's yeah. why I know the area so well. But um, yeah, and the yeah. east side is just where all the cool people are. Exactly. Yep, and that's how fair I enough. Yeah, fair enough. That's all you need to know, Ben. So. What's your approach to making a record? And I guess more specifically, what was your like approach and process like with yeah. making of DeCab? Just wanted uh I know I knew that I wanted it to be personal because, you know, it's DeCab is home, you know, DeCab County's home for me. So I knew it was gonna be personal. Um it was just more so about like, man, what what exactly do I wanna say? Cause I had the idea for this album since twenty fifteen. Oh wow! Yeah, I had came out with a mixtape called "Thanks for Nothing." Um, it got posted on Complex when it was you know a big deal to get posted on Complex. Remember oh, yeah. the blog era? Yeah, the blog <laughs> era. You know, right at the end, and um, I, I they put me on there once to watch in Atlanta. List Greg Street brought me up to like the radio. Um, it was just a crazy time, so I was like, I'm gonna drop my Illmatic after all of this shit, right? It's gonna be called the Cab. One word, the Cab. Never happened. <laughs> didn't happen that year. Why, I just, why, you know, yeah, 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 why not? It just didn't it just didn't feel right. Um for me it's all about a feeling, you know, and I didn't know what I wanted the concept to be. And I just moved on to different projects. I was like, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna make the cab, but it's gonna be when it feels right and when I get the, the right thing to construct it. So then I started making I made the mixtape Mega Millions, um, 
I made uh, the EP Tony, and then Almost There, you know, my my last full album project. Yeah. And then now it just felt right because COVID hit. So you're home. <laughs> you know, oh, you're, yeah. so you're home. So home took a... Yeah. So a home, new meaning. <laughs> yes, it took a new meaning in um I'm literally yeah. stuck in fucking home. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because um I came back to the East Side top of 2020 right before COVID hit. Oh wow. Yeah. So it was me coming back home, yeah. you know, to the East Side. You know, things didn't work out with like my management stuff, so moved out of Tree Sound and um I still stayed out there with my friend Tillman. Um I stayed at his crib and then um Willie Cause I also I also kind of grew up in Willie's crib too, you know. So his mom is like my mom, and I love like, those friends. Yeah, you know, where you it's go like the, go in the fridge. You literally could just yeah. bust in the door, don't go even knock. Like, hey, all right, peace. Cut the TV on, like whatever yep. you want to do. <laughs> yeah, yep, yep. I love those friends. Yep. So they was like, yo, you can come back home, yeah. you know. And uh, the the main theme for my album is you can always come back home, you know. So it's that's the cab. Uh, yeah, it's coming out this quarter. I would like I would like to say um, it's very personal, you know, and that was my approach the entire time, just being honest and why I came back home, you know, starting over, starting from where from where I started. I left the East Side in 2017, so coming back it, after all of this this messy stuff and people thinking like, oh, did you you probably made it, you know, you probably made it and stuff, but. I'm like, guys, kind of going broke. My my royalties are like still got I, work to do. Yeah, and I started to get like a little money around that time, but you know, I bought my car. Um, you know, I bought a BMW. It was awesome. Um, it's in the shop right now because somebody had hit it. Because it's know. a BMW. This is a BMW. Oh, BMW. So houses. yeah, I'm in a rental. <laughs> oh, so they rental. gave you. So they gave you the Phantom. Yeah, they gave me a Phantom. Yeah, it's oh, right yeah. outside right now. Yeah. It's hard. Yeah, we can show you guys. Yeah, but yeah, it's out there right now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So Mikey, let me do some donuts earlier. Yeah, uh, man. That was pretty you know, tight. Just you know, just trying to put on. Much you love. Know, that's all we trying to do. Yeah. So it's just about starting over. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and so like I'm always curious from the time that you decided I'm gonna do this. Mm -hmm. Was that in 2020 when you like had made the decision? Okay. Mm -hmm. I'm going to actually get back to working on this. Mm -hmm. So then what does it look like? Right. For an artist who has decided I'm going to work on a project Yeah, because you've dropped some stuff between Mm -hmm. then and now. Right. Yeah. Like little freestyle. Okay. 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 You know, it's kind of more Lucy type shit, Mm -hmm. but is every session then dedicated to the project, the project. I'm glad you asked that because it wasn't, you know, we were just creating, so with this project, it was the easiest I've ever put a project together because I wasn't overthinking. You know, I was just making music. I was also songwriting, too. Mm-hmm. So at the end of every songwriting session that I would do, me uh, Willie would be like, yo, let's make one for your project. You know, like it, w- it wouldn't like the whole session would probably be about like songwriting for people or just creating music. We didn't you know, know the exact concept. Um, we were just like, let's just make shit. And then all the songs start to come together. You put them in a playlist. Now, out of nowhere, you have like 10 songs that kind of go together. And then you're like, oh, shit. I'm really saying something on here. Oh, hey, it's telling this story. It's cohesive. So all the songs just came together. We didn't start being more intentional about the album until post-production. Because then I was like, all right, now I can change this verse. Now I can make it up really about what I want to make it about, you know? So yeah. And it was, it's 2020 it's quarantine. Yeah. I dropped almost there March 11th, 2020. And, uh, this was 
a day right before the NBA shutdown. Mm-hmm. So everything shut down. I couldn't do shit. <laughs> Drop a project, couldn't do anything. So we were just like, let's make music. And by the time we got to September 2020, that's when we were like, oh shit, like we're making DeKalb. So is yeah. it <clears throat> is it fair for me to summarize that like you had gone back in and like reworked verses to mm-hmm. better tell the story? Yep. See, like that's what I think, that's what I mean by like, especially when it comes to projects, right? Mm-hmm. Like if you're not just gonna throw a bunch of like Lucy's together mm-hmm. and just call it a project, mm-hmm. you do probably need to, or like, you know, maybe that is a pretty common thing where it's like, hey, how do, how can we get in and like sharpen this shit? Like, yeah, yeah, we, yeah. We, we were kind of telling it, yeah, but let's like really, really be story. intentional about like, this is the message of the story. You know what Post-production, I mean? Post-production. Yeah. It's yeah. like listening to everything. Once everything is there, yep. something might sound, you know, changing this on song two might make song six mm-hmm. make more sense. That's exactly what we do. Kind of thing. Yeah. You know, yep. I respect so, that. So I didn't need to get your opinion on this. W- would you consider yourself an older artist? Yeah. Yeah? I think so. How, how do you view that? Do you, do you see that as a disadvantage? I see it as weird as fuck, you know? Because it's like... <laughs> Great answer. It's weird, man. It's just weird because... Because you've been around for a while now. Yeah, I've been around like a very, very long time. Um, it's weird as fuck, you know? I'm like... What twenty nine? You know, that's so, not even that old. It's, but it's bro. not. But in this game, but it's but it's rap. I know. And un- yeah. unfortunately, which is another weird thing because a lot of rappers we love are are in their thirties. Like a lot of people are turning thirty five. True. You know, thirty six. Um, so it's definitely weird for me because I've, I've been around like so long, and um, I always looked at it like, damn, is it a young man's game? Like, am I about to like <laughs> like? Are people about to look at me different? Like, you know, but but my music still sounds fresh, in my opinion. So you couldn't really tell, in my opinion. I, I don't feel like people could tell, you know, my age uh, when they when they listen to me. And I'm not worried. I feel like uh, my crowd is like whoever, like whenever my songs resonate with people, like it's for them. You know, like people are going to come to your, like your music. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not saying, hey... I like you guys, so I'm going to make this music for you guys. I'm just making my music, and you like it? Cool. You don't? Cool. There's a lane for everything, you know? So I'm just trying to stay in my lane, you know? Yep. Absolutely, man. Well, yo, I can't wait to hear it. You sent us the unreleased track with, like I said, a couple of familiar faces to the podcast. Mm -hmm. I'm excited for the whole full-length album. Can't wait to hear it. It sounded like this was like super personal to you. Very. So I think it's going to really hit home. Appreciate you coming Absolutely. on. We've entered a final segment of the podcast. I think you're familiar. So hopefully you've been preparing for this. Not that you can actually do too much preparation. Henry, yeah, okay. where the fuck are we at? We are at the Rapid Fire Rampage. <laughs> and as someone who's seen the show, this needs no introduction. Yep. But there is a short answer, a this or that, and a word association. Let's go ahead and jump right into it. So scared. Starting with the short answer. Mikey Aristotle, episode 89. Yeah. Knock, knock. Who's there? The One More Time podcast. (laughs) God damn it, Henry. (laughs) Uh, I feel like you've done that once before, but it's still caught me off guard. I don't think I have. Maybe not. Maybe in like a weird dream of mine. My heart is beatboxing right now. Go ahead. The Netflix super documentary on the life of Michael Aristotle is set to be released. What is the title of that documentary? What the fuck just happened? <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's an intriguing title. I think I would click it. I'd click. Yep. 
Mikey, if you were arrested, what would your family and friends assume it was for? Being too handsome. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's a good non-answer. Mikey, in a Freaky Friday type scenario, you're able to switch lives with anyone in the world for one day. Who's it going to be? Jay-Z. What is something you're simply bad at, no matter how much you try to improve? Tennis. <laughs> okay. Interesting. You have three extra ears. Where do you put them? Three extra ears? What? Three ears? extra ears. Three extra ears? Yeah. <laughs> On your body, where do you put them? Well, I, um, the back of my neck. Okay. Because I have braids, so I can, I can, I can not only... Hide them, but I can hear somebody's talking some shit behind me. All three of them back there, or just one? Okay, I put two. Okay, back there, and then no, all three. <laughs> Describe your dream studio. Uh, my dream studio is in Hawaii, um, by the beach. It's like a cave type situation. Mm. You know, it looks like a cave, but when you step in, it's like a whole another world. Mm. You know, it's like the command center in Power Rangers. That's fire. Let me come through there and yep. cook up a little bit. For sure. For this one, you're going to need to pull out your phone. Who is the last call on your phone, and what did you talk about? Oh, this is crazy. And don't lie. Okay. Show me. I want to see. Oh, um, playback Ben. <laughs> okay, before that, yeah, we were, getting, we were getting you here. Hey, I'm outside. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Bree. Okay, Who's my Bree? friend Bree, uh... She friend, no, 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 friend, home girl, likely story. No, <laughs> nah, but um, yeah, I, I was seeing if uh, she was working, she's like a bartender, so I was just gonna get a drink, some free drinks, maybe a little discount. I, I show love, okay, you know, I tip. You get the discounted drink and then you put it back on the tip on the back end, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I always wonder who comes out on top in those situations. Not the I, bar. Yeah, cause, cause I would get so many free drinks from yeah. my friends that were bartenders. Yeah. And even though I felt like I was like tipping them an absurd amount, yeah. I still never felt like I actually like paid it back in full. But anyways, continue, Henry. Mikey, how many ping pong balls would fit in a UPS truck? 20,000. It's probably pretty accurate, too. Seems light. Final one of the short answer. What is your favorite curse word? Part one. Part one. Solid. Really good. Very solid. The Hawaiian uh, studio. Studio cave. Cave studio. Gnarly dick. Yeah. Indeed. Let's see if we can keep it up. With I'm not sure about two. that Brie conversation, but anyways. <laughs> yeah, cat. Uh, that part was cat. Yeah. We'll let us Are you it. working? Oh okay. Oh yeah. We'll talk about that one off camera. <laughs> Onto the this or that. Yeah. <clears throat> Hooks or verses? Hooks. Jazz or EDM? Jazz. Keys or guitar? Keys. Pencil and paper or phone notes? Phone notes. Play every instrument or speak every language? Oh, shit. That's a good one. <laughs> Fuck. Mm-hmm. Ah. You knew it was coming. I knew it was coming. <laughs> he thought he speak was every, Speak it. every damn language. Okay. Fuck. <laughs> Robots or aliens? Robots. Clown wig or clown shoes? Clown wig. <laughs> French cuisine or Japanese cuisine? Japanese cuisine. Hakuna Matata or YOLO? YOLO. <laughs> Child Drake. Severely crack your phone screen right now or give yourself a moderate to severe paper cut? 
um, um, paper cut. Taking that pain. Ouch. Ouch. Take the pain. At least it heals for free. Yep. <laughs> yeah, true. Sneeze chocolate or cry cheddar cheese flavored tears. <laughs> Sneeze chocolate. Wow. And the last one of the this or that. Start writing exclusively K-pop or leave the music industry. <laughs> K-pop is where the money's at. I was going to yeah. say, hell yeah. It's where the money's at. Yo, sneezing chocolate is crazy. crazy. I'm getting hella studios in Hawaii with And that. he learned every language, so he can uh, write that K-pop hey, easily. There. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? native tongue. Exactly. Yeah. It's a winner. Yo, what yeah. was the other option besides the sneezing chocolate? Cry cheddar cheese tears. <laughs> I'll be all like, that's wild. Weird. You know? Yeah, yeah. I, I'm not a fan of that one. Yeah, yeah sneezing, sneezing chocolate was definitely the yeah, move. That's the move. Next. All right, Henry. This is the word association. The final part, I'm going to say a word. Give me the first word off the top of your head. Here mm-hmm. we go. Rapper! Starting as always with hip hop. Rap. Chicken. Talk. Nice one. Shout out Gucci. Purple. Haze. Coach. K. Titties. Boobies. Gas. Zaza. Matrix. You said Matrix? I did. Neo. Family. Affair. Cocaine. <laughs> Where's the blow? <laughs> <laughs> Ops. Enemies. Distortion. Amazing. God. Amazing. <laughs> Podcast. One more time, baby. Let's go. Bitcoin. Question mark. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Atlanta. Childish Gambino. Mm. Lawyer. Stress. Lil. Wayne. Michael. Edistato. What a rampage. What a rampage. What an interview. We appreciate you, my friend, for for coming on the show. As always, please like, comment, and subscribe. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you all for your support. Mm -hmm. Mikey, appreciate you coming on, man. Thank you, brother. Appreciate it. Until next week, what are we doing? Getting out of here. Getting the fuck out of here. Peace. Middle finger to the law